and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun with we'll plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your asshole. Taj Pods Radio. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? Did I you just hijack my boom shakalaka? How long have you been playing that one? It just came to me. Oh. Game time decision. Did you see me about to say the yep. boom shakalaka? I, well, I, saw, I saw you move the, the trackpad up to where the record would go, and then I saw you click, and then I, that's when I came up with the boom shakalaka. What do we do now? The podcast has started. That doesn't feel right to me. You want to get one in? Can I do like a post? Yeah. Shakalaka? Boom shakalaka. Ah, damn it. <laughs> you came in again. again. Hijack, that's a double. It's a twin. Shamrock. I, I can't even say Shamrock. it. Shamrock. Tumalaka, I, 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 Okay, I, ready? I, One, two, three. Man, it's right. That's done. You I don't done. know. I don't know what. How's, how do we start this now? <laughs> it's over. <laughs> We're it's stopping the podcast. Now. It's over. <laughs> my podcast now. It's my podcast. I told you it's my podcast. <laughs> he says, I'm great, but he's pretty sure you're fucked. Fucked. All right, let's do this. What do you want to take the Michigan one? Cheers. 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 Mm. I felt like a lot. Uh, we, haven't done a straight shot. we haven't done a No, it's uh, Makers. <laughs> no, Makers? We just haven't done a, a straight shot of alcohol in a long time. Yeah, it tastes a little cherry-ish. I put uh, a little bitters in it. Did you? Yeah. I tasted it. Yeah. I noticed the difference. Just for you, a little well, Thank you, buddy. Um, we got episode 95 hitting, coming at you right now. Um. What do you got? What do you got? You said you had a couple things. I do, but I didn't know if you had anything first. Well, uh, I, I mean, what? I went to this thing this week um, that the, uh, I think it's the Arizona Republic puts it on, and it's called uh, Storytellers. Have you heard of Storytellers? Uh, VH1 Storytellers? No. You know who's on that? Who? Our good friend Eddie Vedder. Is, is he really? He was, yeah. There was yeah. an episode where he was on it. Does that mean that he's coming on the podcast? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> Go ahead, continue so, the story. Okay, so it's it's what they do. Is, I gotta sneeze. Hold on, my feet are sweaty in these wingtips. <laughs> Take them off. Um, yeah, so, maybe I should. I'll so, leave them on for the podcast. So, uh, um, storytellers is every. I think it's like a couple times a month, maybe every month or so. Um, I think it's Arizona Republic, one of the newspapers, puts it on, and there'll be a theme for the night, right? So just to break it down, this this week's theme was. Um, uh, like movies and film and how they uh, affect our lives. So they get six speakers to come in. This is live. Yes. Where, where live. is it done? It was at, at uh, the Rebel Lounge in Phoenix. Rebel Lounge? It used to be the Mason okay. Jar. Okay. Um, I know the Mason it's a cool jar. jar. It's cool. It's a cool. It's a uh, cool jar, bro. It's a cool uh, uh, building. It's a big bar and they bring in a bunch of seats and it's people ranging from you know, my age, uh, older 20s, younger 30s, all the way up to people that probably there who were like in their late 60s, early 70s. Okay. Um, so they get just random people and people have to try out. They have to send in their – they have to call in with Before their story. Hand, yeah. They have to go to like a, a speech coach and like build up the speech. They do speech. these a lot in like big – like New York does these a right. lot. Yeah. They're getting trendy. Yeah. So, um, you know, there was a 17-year-old kid who explained – It's basically for bloggers to go on and like kind of, of do things like live. Um, but there was like a 17-year-old – the first guy was like a 17-year-old black guy, black kid. 
Um, he was who, raped? No, who went and saw uh, The Avengers, the first okay. Avengers, uh, four years ago with his older brother who has schizophrenia and how he you know, viewed these heroes in the movie and how he used to view his older brother as a hero, but now his older brother is like this, this flawed hero because he has schizophrenia and he's talking about that. He was only 17 Yeah, too? it was very interesting. Wow. He is, he is very eloquent? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say eloquent, but uh, a pretty decent public speaker. Okay. Um, and it was just pretty, it was pretty amazing That's that, that this, for kid 17, could, yeah, yeah. this kid could uh, you know, make that connection at 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was a couple of speakers who were just incredibly boring, that their story was just them being a blowhard. I have um, these but they, cats. It was kind of like with that. nine cats. Right, it was like that. The first cat's name is Tom Tom. The second cat's name is just Tom. The third cat's name is Thomas. You'd be surprised. The fourth cat's name. <laughs> You'd be surprised how close you are to the speakers. <laughs> why, why don't, why, I feel like I'm turned dead. You turn me down on the mic? No. Okay. You're you're up the same. Go ahead. Uh, check. 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 Oh, geez. That's too See, too much. Okay, so that's good. So Much too much. So, but there was a... Uh, Maybe you were down a There was bit. another guy who was like this... Uh, this guy who was like a, an extra in 200 different movies and... But he was like a, he was a failed actor, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that must have been uplifting. His story was actually really good. Yeah, um, he was. I think his was the, my favorite of the night because he was talking about how you know he had romanticized this idea of being an actor and how at the end he felt like a failure. And he came. He actually said this 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 one quote that I wrote down at the time because it was really good to me, uh, really good to my brain. <laughs> Maybe you should take some storytelling classes. It was, it was really good to my brain. It really resonated with me. You know, I love this movie. It was and really good to my brain. The moral of his story was that every failure has to be completed. Just like every success has to be be completed. When you fail, you have to complete that failure to the end. Now, what does that mean to you? Like, what do you... I mean, it's a nice... It's a nice... I, I just think that it means that, bumper you, sticker. that whether you succeed in something or fail at something... You have to really have to follow through in order to to come to that conclusion. How do you? Okay, so, um, okay, let's say you fail at something. Okay, how do you complete a failure? I think like, meaning you have to reflect on it. I think it's it's your own self acceptance. Okay, in the situation. So okay. he. So basically, what happened was he uh, he never really made it past being a, 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 a an extra, and people would stopped hiring him because he was an extra in so many things. He was right. this reoccurring face. Um, and one night, his friend that was a catering company, his friend owned a catering, catering company for whom he helped at a big party in Hollywood. And it was like an A-list like birthday party at some person's mansion. Right. And he goes and he, and he got there and he's like, this is, this is my bottom. It was so depressing. I was at this A-list party that I had strived to be at my entire life, but I was, wasn't there because of my accomplishments of what I wanted to be as an actor. I was there because I was a waiter. So he goes, I put down my tray and I put down my little uh, bar towel. I was already, it was a black tie affair. I was already in a tux and I walked around and I shook hands with Sidney Poitier and shoot, shot this shit with him. And he like did the, the rounds with the celebrities. Right, that right. Was, and that was his like big grand exit out of the movie scene. Yeah. Um, but I, I like that, 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 you know, whether you succeed in something or fail at something, you should still see it out to the very end. Right. And they say this, they say this, this is very, um, they say this a lot, and it makes sense in certain ways. They say, you know, um, a lot of people say you can't be afraid to fail at things. And, like, you have to be okay with failing, like, a lot. Right. You know, like, you should probably be failing more than you succeed. Are that you, means you're trying new things. Are you trying to tell me that you have to break some eggs to make an omelet? Mm, I don't – I don't – where are we talking about breakfast? You don't eat eggs? I don't eat eggs. What? Yeah. I, I do. I'm talking about failing. Okay. Okay. I don't know why you're talking about breakfast foods. I, I thought you'd like it. Yeah, you like eggs. Okay, but – 
can I get back to my story about I'm trying to talk about deep shit and you're talking about breakfast foods. Okay. I'm gonna talk about Captain Crunch, Apple Jacks, Tricks. Tricks. Those are the fruity pebbles? They're for kids. Hmm. They got a big bunny in it. And the bunny is always like trying to get those damn tricks and the the kid's like, Fuck you, bunny. So they always say, you know, you're supposed to, um, you know, fail a lot. And, like, that's – you have to get accepted. You know, uh, Peter Dinklage just – The Dinkles? The Dinkles gave, like, a, a commencement address at a college. And during – you could watch it online. And during it, he says, you have to be prepared, you have to be prepared to fail a lot. And that's not a new thing. But back to what your guy said, uh, you have to be – Well, he, he was gay, but he wasn't my guy. Yeah. He's my dude. He's not your dude? He's not, I thought this was your drug dude. No, he's my, he's my dude, but not my guy. Okay, okay. Okay, your dude, like your dude was saying, um, you have to fail to completion or something like that, right? right? Every failure has to be completed. I think that it's okay. I think we, we should you should fail. But I almost think if you are going into things being like, well, I'm supposed to fail at things in my life, I think I think you should fail at things. I think that should be a reflection. I think you should right, right. pursue things. Agreed. But I don't think you should go into – I think when we tell young people like a fail a lot, one, they're probably not going to get that. They're probably not going to understand what you mean by that. Right. But two, you don't I, – I think it's bad advice for someone to to internalize in the moment. Does that make sense? I think it should be something that is learned after success. I like agree. I, like I, failed, I failed a lot. But in the moment of failing, like right. you don't know it. No, and that's – I was – he was saying that he – came to this conclusion after he had left Hollywood. Right. Um, because I think that if you, like you said, if you go into it um, accepting that you might fail, then you're not going to go into it 100%. Right. If you go into it thinking, I'm going to rock this shit, there's no way I'm failing at this, and I'm going to bust it out, then you're going to give in everything that you got. Right. And that's, see, every time someone says you got to fail a lot, I'm like, well, it's an impossible lesson to learn, to give. Right. Uh, it's, it's a great reflection to have, but it's not really great advice. Right. Because it's it, good after the fact. Exactly. Not so really what before. he's talking about is coming to a realization of right. the importance exactly. in his life. Which is good, which is a good story. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, how often do they do it? Um, they do it I think every every like three or four weeks. What's the next theme? I don't know. I can ask uh, I can ask Llama. It's not online? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Okay. Let me see. I want to do that. I'll do one. It's like t- it's ten bucks a ticket. No, I want I want I want to tell a story. Do it. But I want to make sure the theme's right. Is there one on podcasting? Um, let's see. Arizona. Impotency? <laughs> Arizona Storytellers Project? Drunkenness? AZ Central. AZ Central. Oh, so the last guy. I hate AZCentral.com. The last guy. Pop-up ads. Too many fucking pop-up ads. The last guy they had on was the, their movie critic. Um, something. Gene Shallot? Something Dean Koontz or something like that. Dean yeah. Koontz is a horror writer. What's What's his name? Do you know his name? Dean Koontz is a horror writer. No, no, like, no. The, 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 the critic. Is he a very the, famous one? The critic for the Central. Yeah, yeah. He's, he like, he had like a one-on-one Brad Pitt's hotel room. Oh, he fucking jerked Pat, Brad yeah. Pitt off in his hotel room? Yeah. Cool. Um, well, Travis, I don't know. Okay. Well, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we, can, we can get it off. Movies um, and TV. Wait, wait. Wait, wait. Um, but anyway, the last guy was really good because he had all these interesting stories of like, because he's, I guess he's a big critic. Uh even in, like, nationally. So, like, people, their publicists, all the celebrities' publicists are like, he's one of the guys that you have to hit. Right, right. He just got to talk to Jodie Foster. And he's so, to everybody. like, when you see the circuit of people and they get in those rooms and they have the backdrop of the movie, like, he's one of those guys who talks to them. Right. Uh, Bill Goody Koontz. Mm. Bill Koontz. 
Bill Goody Coons. I said what? Dean Coons? Dean Coons. Pretty, pretty close. Yeah, except that's a different celebrity. It's pretty um, close. Story. It's pretty cool. Tellers. It was pretty interesting, though. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, it was good. What What day was that? It was. Uh, this one was Wednesday. Why did you go to that? How did you? How did you? How, like Lama, Lama Gamedica. Gamedica. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it was good. That's the good thing about dating someone that gets you to try new things. Um, what else? It was her mom. It was Lama's mom's birthday. So we went for La Mama, Mama Mama birthday? That's right. La Mama Mama birthday. Right. Yo, it's my La Mama Mama birthday. What's the, I don't see a schedule, Travis. We'll, we'll figure this oh, out. Oh, no, I, it's right here. Oh, here we go. That one? Okay, schedule. Feb- see? A lot of That's what I'm talking about. AZ Central. <laughs> February, <laughs> I February. I hate it. It's April. Getting, I can't stand it. Okay, so May. Summer at the movies. That's what we just did. Uh, stories about stories is the next one. What does it say for the... Um... Join us as we take over the Steel Auditorium at the Herb Museum with the stories behind the stories from Arizona-based journalists at the Republic. So you're not in that one. Mm. Uh, June 11th is family. Join us for a night of stories about the people who helped make us who we are, the family we're born into, and the family we choose to belong to. The night celebrates the joy and heartbreak, the fun and hard work that shapes our deepest relationships. Nah, I feel like people have a good family story. Uh, July 12th. Uh, July, uh, growing up, the fifth anniversary show. Oh, what's that? Celebrate a milestone with us. Join us for the fifth anniversary show with a night of stories about the awkwardness and awesomeness of growing up. Hear stories from sons and daughters and mothers and fathers about the moments that shape us, for better or for worse. Okay, maybe I cook up something for that one. There's there's one in July about Olympics in the desert. Um, August, you leave, so it's all over. <laughs> Life is all over. No, it's August eighth. You'll still be here. Ah, let's get, get political. Bang. Political. Oh, I can't do that. No. Um, I want to talk about this. Is a big three sixty uh, in subject change. You know, one eighty because the three sixty would land us right back to where we were. Oh, that's a good point. It's just behind. It's a three fifty nine. Okay. This is as far as way you can get without so, like, being there. Instead of looking at you, it's like just off. Cent- just okay. off center. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think we might we talked about this before. I've been seeing it pop up a lot in my Facebook feed. Uh, have you seen this new underwater animal? No. It's a sea worm. It's called the bobbit. B o b b i t. Type that shit I'm into your little fucking to... com- computer there. The. It B-O. is terrifying. This like uh, the bobbit worm. Yeah, the bobbit worm. Was oh, that thing that comes out and like? Grabs oh yeah. Have you seen this thing? I, this is old news. Yeah, is it? Well, I've been seeing a lot pop up. It's terrifying. It is. Dude. It's. It's. Uh, if that thing was human sized, can you imagine? Well, it can. It can get like ten feet long. I think underneath. No, it. Get like, out how of long here. can it be? I think it's like a couple of feet long. That's way different than ten feet. Yeah, ten feet's kind of long. That's is like Shaq Diesel is style. Get anything? Oop. That's like this is this isn't a good video. There's like one like a montage of bobbit fish. Bobbit fish. Or uh, Bobbit. This one? Uh, there, no. No, go down, go down. Beware good. of the Bobbit worm. Maybe try that one. Bobbit worm versus lionfish? No, Bobbit worm versus just... All right. Let's get right into it here. Get me that Bobbit worm. Oh, lionfish is a, is a big fish, though. Ooh, yeah. So apparently these things are found in fish tanks because they'll hide in coral. And they'll wrap, they'll like shrink themselves down, and they'll come out in fish tanks. Can you imagine buying a fish tank and seeing this bobbit worm? So this thing is, just think. When I say bobbit worm, just think tremors. Ooh, Ooh he's trying to get it. He's trying to get it. underground. 
He's trying to get old shit, son. That's a big thing. That's a big. Imagine it's your foot. Imagine that's your foot, kid. Wait a second. How big do these get? So, because, so you might buy like a, a fish tank, buy like a thousand dollar fish, and it just kills your fish. Oh yeah. Not to just imagine that. Like imagine that's my worst nightmare. You clean out my fish tank that I just bought and seeing this worm eating my fish. Wait a this second. is the movie Tremors, which terrified me as a kid. This is Tremors come to life underwater. The animal buries its long body into an ocean bed composed of gravel, mud, or coral, where it waits for a stimulus in one of its five antennae, attacking when it senses prey. Armed with sharp teeth, it is known to attack with such speed that its prey sometimes sliced in half. Although the worm hunts for food, it is omnivorous. They inject a toxin in their prey, which stuns or kills it. And then drag it underground like the fucking Undertaker. How big are they? Um, Did you just type in size? Four inches in length. No, they can get to several feet. Ten feet. Worms can grow to sizes of nearly ten, ten feet. Ten feet in some cases. Well, Jaws is average 30 length, feet. Average length, three feet, three inches. That's still, like, this big, dude. Can you imagine a 10-foot ten ten one? No, I don't like that. Dude, these things are... You ever, do you ever watch the movie Tremors? Which is a great movie. I need to watch that again. Kevin Bacon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It's a great kind of, kind of, fucking kind of movie. Kind of an absurd question. Is Terrifying. Because you remember... I, here's what... Here's what, I'm going to explain... We're going to get off subject you know here. how many Tremors movies they made? Uh, a bunch. There's a series out now. A TV series. I think Kevin Bacon's going to be in an episode. But, um, let me tell you this. Here's my theory on why Tremors is terrifying. Tremors is terrifying if you watch it between the ages of 5 and, like, maybe 10. And here's why. There is something, I think, conditioned in children to fear, like, having their feet on the ground. Like, you ever, like, do this when you're a kid? Like, where you're, like, where you're playing with kids with, like, lava or, like, where you're, like, oh, the yeah, ground's yeah. lava, don't yeah, touch course, it. Course. But do you remember, like, how your mind, like, you would get freaked out. Like, if you were playing, like, Lava Monster and your feet, uh, foot touched the ground... You would get legitimately, like, perturbed. Lava Monster? Yeah, Lava Monster. Tremors Monster. I used to have this weird thing. You know how when you put a VHS in a TV, yes. it takes – it will go in and then automatically start playing. It will click in and yeah, start yeah. playing. I had this weird tick. I remember you telling me about this. I had this weird tick about this. where like, I'd go watch the um, – uh, the VCR was in my parents' room. Mm-hmm. And so their bed was there, and it was, like, five feet away from the TV. I put the VCR in. And you had to and be I on the bed. I had to be on the bed. My feet had to be off the ground before that uh, VHS started playing. What would happen if you I don't were... know because it never happened. That's how like anal I was about this. I'm not like an anal person at all, but that was the thing. If you weird. had a VCR player right now and you put it in, you think my feet it? would have to be off the ground for sure. Still? Just thinking about it makes me neurotic, dude. Just thinking about that it's makes like me neurotic. It's like the ghillie mouse. This is why this whole Bobbit thing is really disturbing to me. It's like the ghillie mouse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The ghillie mouse. If you go ahead and explain to people what the ghillie mouse is. Travis has this weird thing where if you do uh, like little finger claws and then get him in the ribs and say "gilly mouse," uh, he like freaks out. Well, it's because my mom used to torture me. Uh, she would, she she used to tickle me. My mom used to love to tickle, and I hate being tickled. I can't stand it. Like I, I'm getting better at my older older age, but she used to like. Is that me? Um, Is that me? Yeah, so you're fiddling with your thing. Sorry. Um, and so she would tickle my armpits to the point where I think Dane Cook had a skit about this years ago where 
I was like, that's so true. Uh, where it's like tickling starts out of fun. It's like, <laughs> stop, stop. Then it's like, stop, please. Yeah, but you get to. You, I can't breathe. Gilly Mouse, you go straight to that. I can't breathe. You go straight to 10. So, yeah, because then she started, instead of doing the nice tickles to the armpit, stop it, dude. Stop it. <laughs> instead of doing the nice tickles to the armpit, she would start at the bottom of your toes and she'd go like this. She'd walk her fingers and say, here comes the Gilly Mouse. What is a Gilly Mouse? Here, it's your, your Gillies are your armpits. So the gilly mouse is the mouse that attacks your armpits. So she would start like your knees, and like she would start down. And she goes, "Here comes," and she'd walk her fingers up your knees, and then you'd like stay as still as possible. And then she didn't know how, you didn't know how far she'd make it up. Here comes the gilly mouse here, and then she'd just jab her two stubby little arthritic fingers <laughs> into my armpits and just like hook them in there and yeah. like tickle me to death. And I made the mistake of telling Ryan this years ago. And now he takes his giant meat claws and just digs them into my ribs. Like, he's not even tickling me. He's just stabbing me in the ribs with his freaking meaty fingers. Can I get you the shirt? It's a gilly thing. You wouldn't... Uh, oh, well, no. I'll buy you that shirt. <laughs> we should make a gilly mouse shirt. They have gilly mouse. Look, this is a gilly mouse shirt. Gilly mouse t-shirt. Oh, is a gilly mouse a real thing? I don't know. Or is that just a mouse named gilly? You'll find out. Stop, dude! Like you come in, you come in hot. You coming in hot. I do. I really hook my fingers. Um, you know how many tremors they made going back to it? Can't take a guess. I'm gonna say five. Five. Boom. Most recently being tremors domination. No, do you know when it was? Oh, uh, not not including the series. The most recent there's a t- one. Is there's a TV series, yes, but the movies I'm talking about. 2013. 15. Tremors five. Bloodlines. What's it about? Read the plot line of Bloodlines, please. Uh, it was produced in South Africa, featuring a returning Michael Gross and new co-star Jamie Kennedy. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> it also stars Natalie Becker. The film was released on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital HD in October of 2015. Though it was based on a script written by Brent Maddock and S.N.S. Wilson in 2004, the original creators declined to be involved due to a lack of creative control over the project and received mixed reviews from both professional critics and fans of the film series. Hmm. Wow. That sounds thrilling. Mm-hmm. You know, Fred, you know, Fred Ward was. Uh, you know, Tremors. That's it's weird because I was talking with a friend of mine who actually worked on the set of Tremors. I feel, I feel a bad joke coming on. <laughs> I, wor- I he was he, he was working on the set of Tremors, and we were talking about it for like hours, like a week ago. I, I think you might have met him. You met this guy. See, like his whole thing is he goes on the sets, and I guess he like like takes care of like all like the animals that like. That normally people wouldn't take care of. Is he? He's a foreigner. Yeah, yeah. He's from um, Australia. Right. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Kevin Dingo. Kevin. Yeah, that's that, yeah. You sound that's that's really good. Like he's, I think it's Kevin Dingo. He's always like Kevin. It's Kevin. Ke- Kevin you know, Dingo. You know what? He has a weird tick also. So you have a weird tick with the gilly mouse and with the the having to be in bed with your feet off the ground before the VHS starts playing. You know what? A Kevin's weird tick is. What is it? He looks to the sky and says. That's not a knife. This is a knife. Like he's praying? Just randomly. Like praying? Yeah, you you like have a conversation with yeah. him? He'll look straight to the sky in the middle of a sentence. Look straight to the sky and say, hello? Come in. Come in. Aw, I... Aw, he's... Aw, he's... Aw, it's great talking about you, Keevan. Oh, it's great to be here. It's, I love being Keevan here. Dingo. I love being in America. It's one of my favorite places to go. Kevin um, Dingo? Kevin Dingo is my name. Uh, and it's a pleasure to be here. And what's your game? 
Uh, wrangling animal, mythical animal wrangling mm. is my game. That's what it was. Travis and I were trying to figure out what what your job title was. Yeah, well, there's not too many of me here. And there's not too many of me here in America, or, or the stateside, as we side down under. So, uh, it's no, I'm not upset that you don't remember my title. It's a mythical animal wrangler. And I heard you were talking about Tremors. Yes, and we heard we heard a uh, a rumor that you were on the latest Tremors movie. I wasn't wrestling. Late. I was I was wrestling some Tremors on the on the. I was wrestling some tremors on the on the set of the movie, and and I sat in there. It was it was me, a couple of tremors, and Kevin Bacon, and it was really awkward on set because he would say, "Hey, Kevin," and we both turn around, and I say, "I think he's talking to me, Kevin," and then he goes, "I think he's talking to me, Kevin," and that was like a joke for it was like an on set thing. I don't mean the name drop. Oh my. <laughs> So you were, you you were on the original Tremors with yeah, Kevin no, Bacon. Yeah, Bacon comes to all the Tremor sets, whether he's in them or not. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so I was me. I was in the makeup trailer with a with a Tremor. I was getting some makeup on these Tremors. Now, in fiction, Tremors are evil animals, but in reality, they're but just they're, they're puppy dogs, you know. Um, so I'm putting a bunch of makeup on these tremors, right? And Kevin comes in, he says, What are you doing putting makeup on these tremors? We're gonna have them on set in five minutes! And I said, Oh, hold your horses, Kevin. I'm getting these tremors camera ready! And so, long story short, I put the makeup on the tremors, we get them onto the set, and they have a great shoot. <laughs> How many tremors was it? Now, was it like a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen? Situation where there was one tremor playing a bunch of different tremors, or was it a bunch of different tremors? Odd thing about tremors. So it only appears in the movies that there's only one tremor, like uh, popping out at a time. Right. But the thing is, there's a there there's no tail. The tail of a tremor is really another tremor. Oh, okay. So they, so one tremor plays two roles. One tremor is actually two tremors. Tremai? The no, don't, mate. Don't call them tremai. They don't like that. They don't like that. Uh, they don't like that. Yeah. So, so what happens if if one if the if the if one end of the tremor is going one direction and, and the other one's going the other direction? Well, then you got yourself a terrible tremor situation, is what I say. Which reminds me, when I was on the set of Tremors three, and I was in the makeup trailer, I was talking You've seen to this Kim. You've seen this in a lot of your time. In the nature of makeup trailer. <laughs> There's a thing, mate. These animals are not pretty. Most of them, a dragon, a mogwai, uh, 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 a spice creature. These things are not. These are not. These are grotesque. Mogwai are very, are very pretty. Disgusting creatures. Yeah. Here's the thing about mogwai. They're always gremlins. You know how much fur I had to glue on to that gremlin to make him a mogwai? Oh. Mogwais don't exist. This is a, this is a, a myth, mate. We took gremlins, we took Velcro, I glued them up, and listen, <laughs> there's nothing tougher than giving a gremlin a glue bath, alright? That's all mine. There's nothing, there's, there's nothing more tedious than giving a gremlin a glue bath. So I take Nothing these, more what? Nothing more terrifying than giving a gremlin a glue bath. That's all mine. That's all mine. Oh, they're quality. You okay, right? Yeah. 
Did you say yeah, already crikey? Alright. I say crikey, mate. So there's something. Uh, so I'm sitting there. I'm dunking this gremlin as a bat of glue. A bat of glue? Like, I feel like. Um, imagine Roger Rabbit when they're sticking the cartoons in the dip. This, I, remember, I don't remember them sticking cartoons in yeah, dip. Yeah, it's that stuff they put in Roger Rabbit that, that kills the cartoons. They call oh, it the, dip. the paint thinner. Which reminds me of when I was working on the set of Roger Rabbit. I'm working with. I'm used to working with rabbits. That's how I got my start in Hollywood. I, I started working with rabbits. Um, That's not mythical at all, though. No, exactly. We got to start. We all got to start somewhere, mate. So I'm working with these rabbits, and so it all goes well. By the time I get to Roger Rabbit, I say, "Well, I've worked with rabbits before. There's not gonna be anything different with this rabbit." I get on set. This fucking thing is coked out of his gills. He's jumping around, bouncing around. Yeah. So I'm in the makeup trailer with Roger Rabbit. Right? I'm trying to get makeup on this goddamn rabbit. He's bouncing all over the place. And Kevin Bacon walks in, and I say, Hey, Kevin, would you do me a favor and help me wrangle this rabbit? And he goes, Nah, mate, this ain't my movie. <laughs> That's all he said. Long story short, I, I finally like get him settled down, get makeup on the goddamn rabbit, and put him in the fucking movie. Visine. Lots of Visine. That would have been great. See, but this was 1988. There wasn't Visine, mate. Fascinating. Yeah. You're saying you get movies lightly. I'm trying to think of a movie that I've seen lately that has a myth. Ooh, I saw, and I don't, I'm not sure if you worked on this one. I saw um, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, spoiler alert, mythical creature in that one. 10 Cloverfield Lane. I was on that set. Were you? Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, so I got the job. I was I worked on Godzilla. Which for, one? Uh, Brian the, Cranston or Matthew Broderick? Brian Cranston. Brian Not Cranston. Yeah, I was. I was. I when the Broderick Wait, one. So I was. Were you in charge of Godzilla on the newest one, with Brian Cranston? <laughs> yeah, I was. In, I was in charge of. I got a bone yeah, to pick yeah, with yeah, you yeah. Then, well, because it looked like you had let Godzilla get a little loose with his diet plan. Looking a little pudgy on the, in that one. Well, here's the thing about a Godzilla, okay? A Godzilla, there's more than one? Yeah. You can lead a Godzilla to water, but you can't get it to drink. Uh-huh. That is my experience with a Godzilla. Now, Godzillas are, 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 are crafty creatures. Very lazy by nature. The Godzillas in those old movies, that actually, that is my mentor in, in this game, actually used to... Uh, wrangle the Godzillas in wrangle. the 1940s Godzilla movies. Okay. Yeah. He started off on King Kong, and then he moved uh, to J- Japan, and he started wrangling Godzillas. And Mothras. So, yeah, he left me uh, his journal. He told me I grew up with stories about wrangling God- uh, Godzillas, and he kept saying, Godzillas are lazy motherfuckers. And I didn't take it. I said, listen, I've dealt with creatures that are lazy before, and I didn't take his word for it. So, cut to, I get to the set of Godzilla. This motherfucker is a lazy motherfucker. He was really overweight. He was. I said, said, you gotta get on that treadmill, Godzilla. And he kept telling me no. (laughs) So, cut to, I'm in a makeup trailer with Godzilla. That's a big makeup trailer. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was a makeup crane trailer. So mm. I take the makeup crane trailer in there. I'm putting some blush on this lizard, right? He's eating a chicken leg as I'm putting makeup on a his face. A chicken leg? A chicken leg. 
Then I say, hey, Godzilla, we talked about this. I You've got to get leg, in shape. A chicken leg to Godzilla would be like a, a, like a, one piece of quinoa to a regular-sized human. I would love to get Godzilla eat some quinoa. Doesn't want to touch the stuff. So anyways, I'm putting blush on this Godzilla. Well, all of a sudden, I hear a sound from below. The crane, the makeup crane. I look down. It's Kevin Bacon. I say, hey, Kevin. <laughs> he says, yeah, yeah. I said, I'll be getting some makeup on this Godzilla. He says, I'm not in this movie, mate. Long story short, so I get Bacon, the makeup on the Godzilla. I get him to the shoot, and he has a great Kevin shoot. Kevin Bacon said, mate. Yeah, he does. Hey, it's like this thing where I call him Kevin, and he calls me Kevin, and then we call each other mate. Interesting. Yeah. And his brother's really great, too. The great band, Who's the Bacon the, Brothers. The, oh, the Bacon Brothers. The Bacon Brothers. Never, is that a real band? That's a band. That's a band. Never heard of it. Yeah. What was that? I said, that's a band. No, he said, yeah, what was that? You just did something again. I said, I said, what's that over there? It's not right. Uh, I turned my head for one second. I keep what? hearing. I keep oh, hearing... what is that over there? It's not right. I keep hearing something. No, not mine. I turn my head. You're paranoid. I turn my head, and then I hear something. Yeah. It's very strange. All right, well, I guess that's it. You know, no, I, no, no, no. Uh, all no, right. No. Uh-huh. Uh, Wanted to hear about Cloverfield. Mm. So I was thinking about Cloverfield. It wasn't a real monster. It wasn't. It was a man in a monster suit. Were, were you wrangling him? No. Here's the thing. I show up to set thinking I'm going to wrangle some Godzilla-like creature, maybe a Mothra, and I come in there, and it's a man in a monster suit. I said, "Why did you even hire me?" Right? And then and they say. Well, do you want the job or not? And I say, well, I got to pay the rent, right? I got a ranch down in Australia. It's got a bunch of mythical creatures on it. So I say, all right. So anyways, I'm in the trailer with this man in this monster suit. And Kevin Bacon walks in. And he says, hey, what are you doing? I say, hey, Kevin, I'm putting makeup on this monster, this monster suit. And he goes, well, you're an animal wrangler. What are you doing putting makeup on a man? And I say, good point. I'll lay the shoot. Anyways, long story short, the man gets in the monster suit, goes on the set, and has a great shoot. So you mentioned that you have a ranch down in Australia? Yeah, a mythical creature wrangling ranch. Uh, one more time? A mythical creature wrangling ranch. Mythical creature wrangling ranch. Right. It's where I go and I, I, I raise mythical creatures. I put them out to pasture. What is the most docile of the myth- mythical creatures? The most docile of the mythical creatures. Well, that's an excellent question. Let me think about this. Um, oh. um, hmm. Spend some time in the South recently? What was I? Did you spend, spend some time in the South recently? Now, I would say the most... <laughs> I would say that the most docile... Docile? That's not my... I would, I would, I would say the most. You know who can answer this question better than I can is my 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 ranch mate. Uh, we call him Colonel Sanders. All right, all right, all right. I'll say, I would say the most. Do- <laughs> Go on, this is good. I want to hear. From Colonel Sanders. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I would say that the most docile creature in all of the Australian mythical creature wrangling ranch is an R2-D2. Now, some people say that the R2-D2 is a rambunctious creature of some kinds, but I say that the R2-D2 is one of the most delightful, 
gentleman-like creatures I have ever had the pleasure of working with. And I would work with any R2-D2, any R2-D3, or any R2-D4 there is. And you can quote me on that. Now, Keevan. Keevan. The, my name is not Keevan. Yours is the Colonel. My name is the Colonel. His is Keevan. Yeah. Now, if we can kick it back to Keevan real quick. Yeah. What is the most rambunctious of all the mythical creatures? That would be the uh, Tasmanian Devil. Not the real Tasmanian Devil, but the Tasmanian Devil from the Looney Tune cartoons. Gotcha. And the Colonel? I would say the most... I probably should concur, but I, I, Kevin, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. I will say that the most rambunctious creature in all of our mm. ranch has got to be the Tasmanian Devil. So you do agree? I tricked you. Yeah, I got you on that one. That's just my old Southern, southern humor coming through there, I swear. Woo. Kevin, what do you feel about his humor? It, sometimes it can be a group. That's all not. Sometimes it can be a big, it can be a bit grinding, get on your nerves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Colonel, anything you want to say in closing to Kevin? Kevin? Kevin, I respect you as much as I respect my mother, the great United States of America, and the moon up above. And, last and I am so happy to be your partner in wrangling mythical creatures. And, and Kevin, last words. I just want to say that it is a pleasure to be on your podcast. That's no more. And I will come back at any time and talk mythical creatures with you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Big round of applause for Keevan and the Colonel. I like that. They're great every good time guys. they come on the good podcast. Guys. Good guys. Yeah. Keevan, uh, sound like he might have had a stroke towards the end of the... Right. Um, speaking of... I don't know. Something in the interview triggered this. And I want to talk about it earlier, but I didn't. Dude, I was poisoned tonight. I was ah, poisoned. You were yeah. poisoned. I came over here under the guise of we're going to have a nice dinner before the podcast. Yes. That uh, Lama was going to cook up one of her famous vegan meals. Mm-hmm. I was going to sit down and enjoy it. Yes. I walk into the door. Yes. You walk into the door. I walk that's, into the door. That's, that's, and that's how the night yeah. started off yeah. terribly for Travis. And I said, and then I rang the doorbell and I said, oh, man, your shoes are unlocked. Why is this locked? Right. Then I enter the premises. I go to the kitchen and Lama says... Here, try some of this. Now, I have no reason to doubt her. She has cooked many meals from before, and they're all more delicious. Deli- the next is more delicious than the previous. And she gives me a spoonful. Do you mean to say one more delicious than the next? One is more delicious than the next. <laughs> Listen, I do not say that. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm astute linguist, but I am saying that every meal was more delicious than the next. Every no. following meal was more delicious. All than the, the previous, previous <laughs> meals were as delicious as those that were going to precede it. Okay, go on, and that's a fact. <laughs> so <laughs> you can quote and me. You can quote me. <laughs> um, oh my god, we just wasted like twenty minutes in a Kevin Dingo. He's a fascinating man. That went nowhere. <laughs> He's a fascinating individual. Um, I was enjoy everything on this side so, of the table. Was I was enjoying it? It's all a pleasure on this side of the yeah. table. Um, so, anyways, I'm sitting there, and there's a bowl full of mashed food, which I can only assume was delicious mashness. Right. And she says, "I want you to try this." Now, I should have known by the look in her eyes that this shows up to no good, uh-huh. because it was a very much like just try it. And right. I said, "Okay, of course I'm going to try it. It looks good. 
I, I heap a heap a spoonful of that much in my mouth, and I immediately realize what has been happened. I've been bamboozled into taking a spoonful of some kind of mashed cauliflower meal type thing. Right. And Lama knows that I don't like cauliflower. We have many conversations. I like a lot of vegetables, but what vegetable do I not like, Ryan? Brussels sprouts. I can eat a Brussels sprouts. Cauliflower. Cauliflower. And what was in this that I was poisoned with? Brussels sprouts. Cauliflower. Brussels, cauliflower. Cauliflower. Right. You stick with me here. <laughs> and so I feel like the trust is gone in this food But then you, pre- then you proceeded to eat uh, her other two dishes. That's true. Because I say, you know what? Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. You ain't going to shame me again. <laughs> Not going to happen again. <laughs> Um, you know that old shanty by the but, sea, but you so you but you don't particularly like quinoa, and you had a cold quinoa salad yeah. tonight. Okay, but the thing with quinoa is, I feel like the world quinoa 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 quinoa. What's that from? Uh, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Minta quinoa. Oh, you're learning Cantonese. Nice. Quinoa quinoa salad. Cold quinoa yeah, salad. You're just thinking about quinoa. People, when you order quinoa at a restaurant, they tend to drown whatever it is in quinoa. So you get like a little – quinoa is like the escargot of the vegetable world. I love escargot. Um, and they drown their shit in quinoa. Mm-hmm. Like, so you have a bed of quinoa. Mm-hmm. I don't like a bed of quinoa. I can handle a sprinkling is, or of a quinoa. Or a mixed in or equal a mixed, proportions. Equal proportions. I don't like anything that sits on a – Quinoa is not a substitute for rice. Awesome. I don't care I what anyone says. I disagree. I don't. I, I think. I think it's preposterous, and I throw it out of the board. I don't disagree, but I think that, that cauliflower is delicious. I know you what ate that about, shit up. What's about cauliflower? I don't, don't like the taste of it. Is it's like the earthiness? Well, is I don't it? like the texture of it. But she mastered it up, so she was trying to disguise bamboozle and hoodwink the the cauliflower she's, by mashing into a different she's texture. Trying to laminize it and. It, you can't get rid of the taste. You can't texturize that oh, taste. Oh, no. It's delicious. No. It tastes like cauliflower. It tastes yeah. like butthole. Cauliflower tastes like butthole? It tastes like a big butthole. You've been, you've been known to, to plow into... Munch on a butthole? Munch on a butthole? No. I'd, I'd rather eat a butthole than cauliflower. So you're not opposed to... Okay. So it obviously doesn't taste like butthole. It tastes like butthole. It tastes like butthole to you. Well, a butthole... It tastes like the butthole of someone who ate a bunch of cauliflower then shit out cauliflower. They got cauliflower you're, butthole. So now you're just telling me that t- cauliflower tastes like cauliflower. Yeah. Congratulations! You connected cauliflower <laughs> to cauliflower in three steps. Um, what else? What else? Was you, said, you said you had one more thing for me. <laughs> yeah, but it's a longer conversation. <clears throat> it, 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 it's it's off the beaten path. Okay. We'll save it for the next podcast. The beating path. The beating path. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're at, we're at forty two minutes. Over that over there. That's uh, Ryan you Furman. Don't you don't need to take my. I'm over running here? the show tonight. Over here. That's Travis Rats. Until next time. Zombie on the track, motherfucker. Hold on. We're back in the podcast here. We're hitting a little end of this. This is an extra bonus. This is unprecedented. This is an un- Hold on. Un- unprecedented this was- journey into... Uh- this was... This was worth. We just paused for a couple minutes, if, and we're having a discussion. And Travis had to kick the podcast back on. If you if you listen past our ending theme song, then you will hear the only nugget that has ever been done. And we were talking. Was it recording the entire time? No. Okay. It's just recording right now. I, just, I hit it when we were talking. Okay. Right. Um, this is maybe the stupidest thing I've ever heard anyone come out of their mouth. <laughs> so we we start the podcast. <laughs> 
And Lama's sitting in the corner. We had ended talking about Lama, and they're poisoning a cauliflower. And I said, oh, man, that was, that was a, a real rough Kevin Dingo. And Ryan was saying how he liked it because it's, it, you know, it's like just hearing me try to do Australian. And then Lama from the corner of the room says, yeah, you're going to you're have to get like Rosetta Stone. <laughs> yeah, I go, Lama, they speak English. He goes, yeah, but to learn the accent. We say that's not the part. That's, that's not how the words don't teach works. you accents. Oh my god, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard anyone say in my <laughs> life. <laughs> so you give her poisoning me. I was just about to say. So I'm in the track. <laughs>